Welcome to Stop Back and Roll, a podcast about playing your friends' really cool games and then merging your favorite parts of them into a walking city of a new game. I'm James. And I'm Brandon. Today we're going to be talking about A Crawling City, James's new game about exploring an ancient future tech city on a crash course with Destiny. As promised, we were going to do something this recording. I don't remember what it was. James, do you remember what it was? It might have been this. It might have been this. We, but, we took but a only by accident. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know what? I, I think you're right, because I think we were talk, saying that we would maybe look at the, uh, like, making the game around, like, the, the Firebrand style yeah. rad crawly things. It makes me mad. It makes what? me mad that we that we promised something and now we're doing potentially doing it. Well, I think I uh, on the plus lie. side, it was supposed to be a lie, the, Brandon. Well, on the plus side, I think that the intention was that I was going to do this okay. and come back okay. with it. Fair. And instead, I think you did it and came yeah, back with it. Uh, oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a, in a weird flip of how this normally goes, I was the one who said, "Oh God, I've." I've conceived of and half written a, g- a game over one weekend. I was taken by the spirit of tabletop role playing games. Um, There's something about the beginning of October that does that to us. Yeah, because that's yeah. where Chase the Hollow came from. Mm. If you if you get this, if you still have like a day or two to get this fully up on itch, uh, <laughs> and we'll just say it's a, a early October tradition. Okay. <laughs> there there is a real chance I may finish this by the end of October. So. That's awesome. That's oh my awesome. god. It's it, this is both both great and also my greatest fear that I would somehow <laughs> after spending 3 years writing a space between write some other game in a shorter period of time and finish it first. I mean, okay. <laughs> this is going to sound reductive. If games are not your job, then games should be about fun. And yeah. like we are in that weird place that g- games are a small percentage of our job, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There, there's a, there. It's it's not comparable to working full time or even part time in the, in the space. Yeah. Uh, but, but I I don't think it is enough our job, <laughs> that it should not be fun. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, it should be fun. Mm-hmm. It should be fun. Like, like I think that. If if we did not enjoy getting on the call and chatting with each other every couple weeks, we wouldn't. Do uh, we would not have been doing this this long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is return on investment is not <laughs> is not the yeah. model that produces stuff back and roll. Oh uh, God, yeah. So how do we want to do this? Should I just tell you okay. about this thing that popped into my brain? Um, or, let, or, let's or start let me, qu- quickly, briefly. I've been working on a game. This is your first episode somehow. Yeah. Um, not that we're growing. <laughs> not, that, not, that, not that this is a first episode. Yeah, this is your first episode. Uh, I'm the one who designs hi. games, and Brandon is the one who's here. <laughs> That's important to remember, and it's definitely not the other way around. Uh, I've been working on a post-dungeon fantasy game called Radcrawl uh, for so long, and it is finally taking a form that is a thing. And James is here to beat me to the punch <laughs> by releasing a rad crawl, by deciding to reach a, to I don't, create a rad crawl less than a week ago. To be fair, <laughs> I don't know how rad crawly this is, and I think that actually how rad crawly this is or parts of this are are something that I would love some assistance deciding today <laughs> on this episode. Perfect. Um, Sounds great. So, uh, so it's a my game is a little post dungeon fantasy skirmishy game intended to be little mini games that you kind of pl- you grab some little guys and you smack them against other little guys because that is the heart and soul of tabletop RPGs. Uh, and now James is freaking re- releasing a game before me. It's it's uh, it's so far from being released. So let's just be clear <laughs> about that. Um. Yeah, so, okay, let me take you on the journey of how I got to where I am here. Perfect. Um, and and I guess, for, first and foremost, let me say, this is almost exclusively the fault of Megan Cross, who put all of these <laughs> games in front of me, and so, okay, so, 
We are now like five episodes in a row of just chatting about Megan Cross. Well, look. Effective third host of the show. (laughs) So. Okay, so what happened was. um, God, where to start the story? So um, there are three games that are very relevant to this, to my to my journey of how how I got here. but one of the, the the one that is the most relevant is that Megan is working on a new game called Sanctuary it is a prequel game to a game she has currently released called Sentinel um, that I played for an episode of Party and City a while ago. And it mm-hmm. was a game that I loved. Sanctuary is a very cool game. Uh, I hope that she finishes it and you all get to play it. And I had this moment. So I did a little, I did a little play test for it. Um, I had a great time. I think it's a great game. I had some feedback. Well, so I, I wrote down my feedback to give to Megan to to work on the game. But I had some thoughts that were like, gee, I really wish the game did this. That were very yeah. definitively not what Megan not was trying to do with the, with the game. <laughs> and so I logged them as this would be fun if the game did this. But it's clearly not Megan's game. Maybe Maybe I have a version of that game that I can yeah. log or, or there's parts of this that I liked that I could log away. And if I come across a thing later, then S- someday months, years from now, maybe yeah. I'll come back and revisit this. Yeah. I'll come back and revisit this once she's released the game. Um, so wait, are you trying to scoop me and Megan with one? I'm maybe <laughs> trying to scoop both of you to releasing a game. Um, I probably should talk to Megan it- about that. Uh, I should probably not do that. Um, I would I mean, be surprised. There is a distinctive tradition in uh, in tabletop games of releasing a game before uh, releasing a game, hacking a game before that game is released. Um, the The Amazing Patchwork World by yeah. Aaron King is like a great example of that. That that uh, Aaron like sent me a message one day like, hey, uh, uh, what wh- what are you doing in terms of like license and uh, pasión for like pasión move style things, and I uh, and I was like, uh, oh, uh, and uh, and then like a, a day later, there was an itch page and it was like done and it was it's it's an amazing game it's so cool I cannot wait to get it to a table and play it because I just like open it up and read the moves with a huge smile on my face because it's brilliant. Uh, so yeah, coming in and trying to scoop people uh, unintentionally because yeah. the spirit of tabletop games has infested your brain and you have it's to true. do the thing. It took me away. Um, I love it. And so that, I'll never do that because I am too slow. <laughs> so that's so that's one chunk of it. So so we playing Sanctuary put a, a thing into my brain. Uh, and then we talked about this sort of um, firebrand style of 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 weaving mini games into rad yeah. crawl uh, last last episode, and that was another piece of this. And then the third piece of this is I started playing this video game called Dome Keeper, okay. um, which is or actually so that was a game. Have I gotten the, TikTok ads for that? It's possible. I is prob- that, I don't, okay, that's not where you got it. Though. I don't okay. think so. <laughs> okay. um, it used to be called uh, Dome Romantic, but now it's called Dome Keeper. It is a sort of tower defense-y ro- mining roguelike game. Um, I, and I think this is the game that I've been getting. Uh, and the kind of core gameplay is you have a moment where you are, or you're flipping back and forth between two states. You have landed a dome on an alien planet and you have a dome that has a cannon on it and monsters okay. attack <laughs> kind of uh, um, in waves and okay. you have to defend your dome with a laser. And then once you've <laughs> defeated the wave, uh, you drop down, you, you like mine into the earth under your dome and mine down to get resources to, to bring back up to your dome to process and uh, upgrade your laser and shields and all that stuff. 
And then, oh, that like, sounds fun. Yeah, it's super fun, and it's short. Uh, you, you're you're mining out uh, other things, uh, like uh, besides just minerals. You're also mining out relics, and then you're only looking to get the one big relic. And then, like, you kind of unlock things as you go. There's different kinds yeah. of of weapons for your dome. There's different kinds of um, uh, benefits and stuff like that. But it's so that's been that's been on my mind. And another game, another. So this is actually so this so this this tabletop game is is a combination of that plus this other video game which I have watched someone play a video of, or I watched a video of someone playing, but haven't played myself, called The Wandering Village, which is a real-time strategy game, I think. Um, okay. But you're, but you're sort of a city builder thing, but, you're, but the city, the village you're building is on the back of this giant turtle, which is walking through the, the wilderness. Um, and so you kind of are limited in your resource creation to things that are on the back of this giant turtle dinosaur thing. And, That's really cool. That sounds and then, fun. And then sometimes it will like walk into chemical mist or other sort of threats and you have to deal with them as, as you move around. Okay. And cool. so that, that is the core idea of my tabletop game. Um, awesome. So sanctuary, the game by Megan cross that hasn't been released yet is about building a sanctuary. It is actually like, because, so I guess one step back, in Sentinel, the game that came first, you play the final <laughs> defender of an, an ancient sanctuary. Yeah. And so sanctuary is the game to, to build that sanctuary. And then it gets okay. you from, okay. being, it, it helps you build out the sanctuary and the kinds of people who are the guardians of it. And then at the end of the okay. game, like spoilers, there's only one left. And then you and then like basically you can roll straight into playing Sentinel to be that awesome. last person left. It's a super cool awesome. idea. I absolutely love the concept of the two games and the way they work together. But so yeah. um, one of the things that you do in Sanctuary is you draw cards, playing cards, and place okay. them to build the city, to build the Sanctuary. Okay. And so that's the mechanic that I like um, and, okay. and want to tweak because um, in Sanctuary right now, at least, it's a little bit vague as to like how literally adjacent to each other in 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 space um, the 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 piece the cards are. But I want to okay. literally, I want you to place the cards. So like in the built city building section of my game, you draw cards and are going to place them next to each other. The cards all are like you you look them up on a table and you kind of say like, okay, well this is the this is the defensive weapons. This is the farm garden area. This is a residential area. This is environmental support. And all and your building is a little sort of like a little city in a dome that is like on spider legs walking. Amazing. Um, Love this. <laughs> yeah. I, so like I have a whole and list. You're, and you're actually putting them into like the, the space, the location space that because these things so are gonna, in relation to gonna, each other. Like, that's going to come back later and be relevant. Okay. Because when when you have to then like defend the city, okay, the city can take damage, and where those those pieces are related to each other will determine which of them can be damaged first. Awesome, that's very cool. Is my thought at least? Yeah, that, that's um, where you are right now with it. Yeah, and so I have this kind of like dome keeper wandering village. It it pulls a little bit of the visual aesthetic from the Mortal Engines movie. And book series where there's like big moving okay. cities. These are smaller things, I think. Um, but you have this kind of like moving city, and and I came up with the idea of so then like you should alternate between um, because I, I liked the alternating thing that happens in Domekeeper where you spend some time defending it and some time building and mining and stuff. And so yeah. I want to have sections of the game that are the players all playing together and making a choice about how to defend the city against okay. some kind of an external threat while it's moving. And then the other side, instead of like building or mining, we're gonna, I want to have a series of um, Firebrand slash One Particular Harbor style mini games where okay. you play, you ch the, bit, there'll be, the way that that whole, that whole kind of game mechanic works is you have a series of mini games that you, you you take turns choosing and then choosing a scene partner or scene partners and then you kind mm -hmm. of like play through and I want and, and the thing that I'm looking for is like for those scenes to happen in very specific portions of the city to okay. explore it to set it and make them make them feel more real because like 
you're to, to then so you have this kind of zooming in and zooming out of like you're very zoomed out you build the city and then you zoom in to have a scene in a specific district um and and so you're kind of getting to know the people the characters that you're your the other people playing have made and getting to know the city through specific scenes and then you all zoom back out and work together to defend the city cool is are the scenes specific to the locations? Like, is it like... I don't think so. Okay, cool. Because I... So I only have a very vague list of scenes right now, but they, okay. but they are things like... You don't want to write 52 set, scenes. Yeah, so <laughs> I was looking at, like, Firebrands has, like, nine scenes, and, okay. um, and one particular harbor has 14 scenes. So I think... Mm. Probably fewer than one particular harbor, but more than firebrands. So maybe maybe okay. 10, 11 scenes. Um, Sounds good. I have like I have some things like sharing a drink with someone, sharing like your favorite spot in a in a location, walking down a promenade in one of the locations, sharing a meal, the teams having a disagreement, activating some ancient mechanism, playing a street sport. <laughs> somewhere in the district nice <laughs> um to kind of like make these things feel lived in and so that it hurts more than when they get destroyed if they get destroyed yeah. later yeah absolutely and oh that's fun and potentially to have some mechanical impact okay be because cool. the other sort of big piece of uh media influence that i want to pull into this is the kind of stargate universe stargate atlantis story where you have like a group of people who have moved into an ancient technologically advanced city but okay maybe immediately don't have full control over it maybe haven't fully explored it and yeah. so i think that some of those mini mini scenes need to be like exploring and activating things within the city so maybe you lay okay. out in that initial like this is where all the things are so you kind of start with a map but then yeah you don't have full understanding of them. You don't necessarily know how to use the shields. You don't necessarily know how to use the weapons. And so then as through a series of scenes and playing out, exploring and spending time in the city, you would unlock things and then potentially okay. generate okay, tags. Cool. So this is where like the rad crawl part of it comes in. Um, okay. Which is that my understanding of rad crawl as it has changed through the age and time <laughs> um, is that it, it's very like it has, it has, tags that are relevant to how the mechanics resolve um, yes and yes so, it does have some of that and so that's where i was thinking like basically each of these mini scenes these these micro games the the firebrand stuff um would result in you generating a tag for that district okay oh interesting okay cool so the tag would then be specific to that district um and it's some kind of a bonus or some kind of a a better understanding of the city that you've generated from having spent some time there that then becomes yeah. a mechanical bonus when it comes around to defending the city. Right. From whatever external threats exist within yeah. so overplay, the existing game world or whatever. You would build up those, those tags and get better at things. But if you lost a district, like if it was damaged in, in a, an attack, you would lose those tags. Okay, cool. That sounds really interesting. I don't know what those mean yet. That's the concept. Yeah. Though. And I mean, I mean, you can, you can put all sorts of things into, into what, uh, what like an area gives you, like something could yeah. give a tag. That's like certain bonusy things, or it could give like a thing that it's like, Hey, your defense value, whatever that ends up being yeah. is higher. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of sort like right now I've, I've waffled back and forth or not the, because the cards, that you draw to build the city will have specific, uh, specific things. Like I said, they might okay. be like a launch pad or environmental controls or the shield generator yeah. or like a central tower. Um, did I want to like have specific functions that you could specifically activate? Um, and I think I mm. like the idea of leaving them a little more evocative. Um, okay. And then cool. letting the the firebrand style mini games then be a place where you generate these tags which almost end okay. up being like fate aspects in that okay. they are a little cool. more freeform that's kind of where I'm, the direction i'm going and that then maybe like the way they they become relevant mechanically is like you get a bonus 
like where you're adding one for each relevant tag. Yeah, yeah, kind of doing like a um uh almost like uh dogs in the vineyardy. Yeah. If you're like pulling your dice from your tags. Yeah. And so maybe yeah. if um, if we're doing like a sort of like roll number d6 and looking for four fives and sixes as successes, yeah. maybe it's like roll 1d6 for each relevant tag. Yeah. Something as that totally as that. makes sense. Yeah, that's nice and easy, but also like really functional, you know, yeah. which like that is what you're that's what you're looking for in a lot of games, you know, yeah. is to have like a functional system that does something interesting. I think that absolutely would. Yeah. And then. So that's where that's where I am. I have this I have a pretty good idea of how to how the city building will work, and I have a pretty good idea of how the firebrand style mini games will work. I have no idea how the defending the city will go. Other than I know that I want it to be pretty, a pretty uh, compact. Like I don't want to do a prolonged battle scene. Like really, yeah. if yeah. it could be the characters talk uh, for a while and make a make a series of choices that result in one roll, and then that's the battle. That would be ideal okay. for me. Um, and yeah, I, waffle, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because it's like one big battle where you're either or or one big conflict because it might be like, yeah, the the city is crawling through a toxic area or there's yeah, a giant yeah. monster that attacks you or something happens. It tries to go underwater like something <clears throat> like that. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't figured like, out so, I some kind of issue that you've gotten. Your, well, like that's that totally seems like what makes sense. Like you're like. You're building the city, and then you're continue maybe continuing yeah. to draw cards to give challenges. Yeah, so I think I think it's you're drawing a, from a deck of cards to determine what the challenge is that's happening. Yeah, I've I've almost um, toyed with the idea of having this be like having there be a little map that maybe you fill out, like just okay. like a, like a blank hex grid where you're filling out yeah. like just the map of where the city is going and what challenges you had there as sort of an artifact. Oh, that's um, cool. Of the game. Yeah. I don't know how, like, I don't think it would be super relevant, but, like, I can see it being interesting. I mean, it could be a thing that if you're, that you, that you circle back through, that, like, you can end up circling back through challenges and things like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, you know, I, I don't know if that's, if that would be less fun, because then you're going and doing the same thing again. Yeah, that'd have to be some. Or if it would be like, we've handled this, we can do this again. Yeah. I also don't know where whether where the end game is other than right. potentially well, the map is like the, the map is the end game, which is just sort of right, like you yeah. have to make it across a certain number of tiles. Almost like an uh, FTL kind of thing that you're yeah. like moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're moving through a, 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 a map. Yeah. Some uh, ultraviolet grasslands vibes. Yeah. And then I have I have a rough idea that um the size so th this is where um this was where i want this is where i deviated from sanctuary which is that the, okay. the rules in sanctuary were like uh draw somewhere between it, it was like draw four or five cards to build your sanctuary and you could just do more if you wanted to and i want that to be okay. relevant so my the the tentative rules that i've written down are draw somewhere between four and ten cards um okay. to build out your to build out your city and i want whether or not it's a big city or a small city to be sort of relevant like if it's a small walking city then it should be able to move a little faster it should be able to dodge a little better it yeah. should be lighter it should have some bonus in that sense versus okay. a larger city like ultimately the thing that is your sort of like health the group health is like how many city districts you have how many yeah. cards you've played. So the benefit of playing more is you have more spaces and potentially more places to build. Like I, I think I want each card to have a limit of how many tags it can have associated with it. Okay. That um, makes sense. So having more cards gives you a higher potential number of uh, tags, but then also okay. you move slower or the difficulty is higher. Basically, I think mm -hmm. more, having more a bigger city should be harder in theory, but mm. like with the potential okay. to have more tags to set up things. Yeah. Like as your city gets bigger, you, yeah. 
have a harder time defending it. Yeah. Or you, it's like it's like less able to do the things that it needs to do to get out of yeah. harm's way. Yeah. Either there's there's more space for you to cover or there's it moves slower. It's a bigger, heavier city, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. I haven't if figured. you if you have this the city laid out like a map. You could also toss some little meeples on there. Yeah. And have it so that, like, if you're trying to tag things, you need to be close enough to it in order to tag it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, having a bigger city is great because it gives you more health. But it also means you're further away from the beneficial tag you want to hit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that ties in perfectly with, with like, what you're going for. I don't know about... But I feel sure. like that could be an interesting little, like, little section of it is, of like, you know, your little hero running through the city. I don't know about what I don't know about needing to be near something to, to activate its tag. Because I think that potentially adds more complication to the yeah. combat. Although that's a good idea. Okay. Because one of the things that I've been toying with was the idea that maybe when you did a scene in a in a specific district, you would obviously be there. And so then yeah. when the when the like big fight uh, phase happens, if that district were to be damaged, maybe your character could be damaged or die oh, that's cool. or something that's cool yeah because i like that kind of like pacific rim style you're doing you're living yeah. your life and then and then the alarms go off because the monster is here yeah yeah that is i think that is really fun i think i'm i'm kind of picturing i think because i i'm i'm less familiar with that other these those other games i'm picturing like the ftl thing of like moving the person yeah like i think moving your little units around this sh- this ship and it might that might not be the same kind of that might not be the referencing space that you would be going for. It's not for. super off, though, I think. Okay, cool. Um, the other big thing besides just, like, what... So, if, if we want to... If I want to keep the, the combat simple of, like, yeah. maybe it's just, like, some... Like, I have, a, I have a whole chart where I mapped out kind of, like, roughly how I think these, these uh, mechanics are going to work with each other. And I think that, basically, I want it to all, like, build into a... Uh, uh, some not rolling a uh, some number of d6s where okay the sort of the tentative things i had written down were potentially the 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 gent like the tags that are relevant to the defense are the number of dice you roll and then the number of cards in your city might help set the success bands of like oh that's cool so, so that so that was my initial response <laughs> which is why i decided it I think that it okay. has a lot of problems. Um, okay. <laughs> but so, and, and so this is maybe something that you and I can like, or maybe you can help me figure out because so in- yeah, initially sure. the thing that I had written was that if you, so you're playing somewhere between four and 10 cards to build out your okay. city. And the yeah. thing that I had said was, okay, if you play four or five cards, you have a light city of a small city. So let's okay. expand your success bands. So maybe any, okay. any D six roll that's like a three and up is a success. Um, cool. If you have between six and eight cards then a four five or six is a success and if you have a nine okay. or ten cards and you have a big city then it's a five or six is a success okay so my initial thought was then one of the things that i wanted to do was if you lose if, if a card is destroyed like if, if you yeah if you fail an attack roll then should you lose that part of the city and then have that not count towards your total cards. Like your city goes mm. faster because it's because you've lost you've that lost piece. some of that weight. And then that would, in theory, if you passed into the next success area, success band, make it easier for you to succeed as you lost things. Mm-hmm. And I think that is complicated in a way that doesn't really work because I sort of did some quick math. I think that. That if you have that, then you shouldn't choose the size of your city. Mm-hmm. Because it if you can't like then it it's almost always gonna be better. Like better mechanically, you know. Yeah. Uh to choose ten and just eventually get whittled down yeah, to fair. the point that you're at four cards, right? Because so- like choosing a bigger city. It's interesting that then puts you at a disadvantage all the time. You're dealing with like more uh, like bureaucracy or dealing with things yeah. slowing down. You're, you're like having to deal with more. You've got more resources that you can tap really easily. Yeah. Because there's a whole bunch of resources. 
Uh, but like, you got to kind of struggle, and so like you're able to handle a wide, a wider breadth of issues. Yeah, I am imagining that this is largely like a pre, like in the lore of the thing, is it's a pre-existing mobile yeah, city yeah. that you are a small group of people who have moved into, and so that's where like okay. having a larger space, like you have to like you maybe only have like the four or five players, and then like maybe ten other characters or something like that, and so you yeah, come so, like, to like investigate the city. So like there's it's difficult to manage a larger city. Yeah. And so things like, you know, you drop the ball more often, but you can afford to drop the ball more often. Yeah. So maybe maybe <laughs> what I do is I keep my I keep my success bands as mm-hmm. they are, but they don't you, they don't change. Like you wouldn't like if something moves, if you if one of your sections of the city is destroyed, you don't yeah. you you continue to count it. As part I, of your city, like maybe you don't like you're, you're setting a difficulty at the beginning of the game. That makes sense to me with maybe like some kind of mechanical opportunity at some point to like jettison part of your oh, city. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, like yeah. rebuild something that's been lost. OK, I like, like that. Those are both little little things you can you can use at some point if it makes sense. You yeah, know? because one of the things that I was saying or that I was think I was starting to think as I was starting to realize that like maybe maybe you moving down or like moving into becoming a smaller city by having parts of your city destroyed and changing yeah. your whole success calculation um, yeah. is that if I leave the broken pieces of the city there, it lets you have scenes there. Yeah. And yeah, then like a, a, with, in a destroyed hospital. And so like then I need really to figure out what like dramatic if if having a scene in a in an in just sort of an unexplored section of the city or but or unexplored or not destroyed section of the city is the, the yeah. thing you're doing there is to generate tags. Yeah. Then what is the thing you're doing in a destroyed city or in a destroyed section mm. of the city? Yeah. Other than other than you just sort of have a motivation to to have scenes for character yeah. reasons. But I think I need to come up with something now to do there. I mean it it could be like um <laughs> what's the name like Forbidden Island, you know, that you're like you're reflipping it back over and getting it back into play in some way. Yeah. I don't hate that idea or you're maybe establishing a new tag, but it has to be a kind of a built off of the story. I don't know how to, how to phrase that, but that totally, that makes, that makes sense to me. Um, I'm, and like, you know, you're because you're going and rebuilding something, you're potentially, not doing as much in terms of tag gaining. It could even be that it, that when you flip it, you're not getting a tag. You know, like you, you're establishing a new location. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're not getting like an immediate ability tag. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I right? think it's I like think shoring I, up. I think you would almost want to have a like recovery scene. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You totally want a scene of some kind. Um. And so you could. You could. Because I like the idea that <laughs> I like the idea that there are mini games that are like you could choose to have a mini game. Yeah, I guess this is the this is kind of the big thing is if you have a mini game that is like refresh this like card or yeah. generate a new tag in a broken part of the city. Yeah. Is there a reason to play a scene in that broken piece of the city that doesn't regenerate it? And if if a broken mm. part of the city can't have tags, like is there a re like if there isn't a mechanical bonus to doing it, is there yeah. a reason for a, like I could see a scene like I could see one of the minigames be like sneak away with the character who you have a crush on. And then totally. like the character, like the players wanting to sort of like do that scene off in the broken part of the city. Yeah, like even if some kind of like, like. Yeah, like some kind of like even if, you could even have like a couple of scenes. You could have some scene types that are like lost space scenes yeah that like have to be in a lot like that you're going it's like uh mourn your losses has to be done Mm -hmm. in a lost scene yeah Uh, i like that like i i don't know like have some kind of thing that is specifically about rebuilding and like change kind of like how different things are working but also there's no reason you couldn't go to the uh to the bar that got half devoured by a dragon and go like, you know what? No, forget that. We're having a drink. 
You know, like depending upon what yeah. the different scenes do also. Because it sounds like you have a character, right? Yeah, I think so. I haven't. Do you figured... have like stats of some kind or, or you're not sure so. yet? I was kind of playing okay. off of a like. Th- so this is the thing that I, I haven't quite figured out in, in Firebrands and in one particular harbor. You yeah. in addition to make in sort of in addition to deciding like some basic aesthetic things and like your character's yeah. name, you have a faction that you're part of that sort of okay because in firebrands and in and in one particular harbor because that's the core part of the game the characters are a little yeah. antagonistic to each other and i don't yeah. necessarily see i i think i think i might have some some like that's not your goal with it it sounds like yeah that's not my goal with this so i might have some i, I was thinking of i was toying with the idea of having like a a, a a stance or like a like a reason why you're in the city that sort of serves that role of, of a faction um, that okay. just sort of establishes like what kind of person are you? Are you there as okay. like a troublemaker? Are you there as a scientist? Are you there as a uh, a militant or something like that? Yeah. Um, that sort of could be a potential point of conflict. But I think that the yeah. character creation is going to be largely like tell me three things that are true about the character, and then like okay, I don't know a, their name and that cool thing. Okay. Um, cause you, you were also saying there's a possibility of like character death by like taking out an area of the city or something. Yeah. Um, so like that might, that could be something that is affected by if you did want character stats of some kind or character, it's something, you know, or character mm-hmm. truths or something like that, that you're able to like tags, essentially character tags that you're able to like yeah. leverage or change. Hmm. Um, and like, cause if. If everything goes into building tags, then mechanically it doesn't make sense to do something in a lost space that yeah. isn't recover the space. Um Yeah, or build a specific destroyed city a, tag or something like that. Yeah. Um and like so you know, you can it's it's all a matter of like how many levers you want to give people to pull at. And if if you don't care about the characters, the whatevers, then, then yeah, zero need for it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess the, um, so the other question is kind of, um, that sort of the dovetails with that is like how, um, how many, cause in, so in, in firebrands, you're just doing scenes forever until the game is over. There's no, yeah. like, there's no other thing. And so some of this, I think has to do, or has to relate to, how many scenes are you doing before you do a a, a big fight scene? Right. And that's the thing I yeah. don't know. Because because like a piece of this is like if I do want to say you're limited to two tags per district per car. Yeah. Then like after if you have a, a city of four districts after eight, eight scenes, you're, scenes done. you're done. Yeah. Um, And then do you keep having I guess you keep doing scenes that don't generate tags like that feels a little weird. Do you do you buff the tags and like add more dice to them? Yeah. Or like So that's what I don't know yet. That's what I haven't figured change, out. Change dice size if you want to have a whole bunch of dice on your table. I don't know about that. Uh, but like that that is the kind of thing that having an additional set of mechanics gives you some space for, you know. Like if if have a drink with somebody doesn't generate a tag but it does something else for mm-hmm. your character like mechanically for your character yeah revives some health it whatever you know yeah gives them an additional movement to scoot around the board if you did want to do many things yeah uh, then it, like that is an additional thing for people to pour their scenes into yeah and i i, I guess it comes down to like if i have a series of whatever 10 scenes and like yeah. five of them specifically generate t- uh, tags, and then yeah. five of them are just there to be like evocative character moments. Yeah. Do people play both of those? Like, do they yeah. do they do them all? And or do they only like... want to do the ones that make tags because that's the one that mechanically makes the the combat better? And and is it like if you do the other things, you lose? <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> like. Like, because it it would it could be hard to balance if there's scenes that are scenes that make you better at surviving, and scenes yeah. that mechanically do nothing. 
Um, and like, there's nothing wrong with that. It could be that it's like, yeah, you gotta, if you want to survive, you need to do the, the things that make a people survive. And if you want to live, you need to decide that you're going to actually live your life and do exciting, interesting things that help you feel better as a person. Yeah. And then uh, I guess, I guess and that could be like a meaning in your game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Because like, like I have this, like a team splitting disagreement is like a big group yeah. argument. That one probably doesn't generate a tag as is. Probably not. It also probably doesn't make the people like feel like, oh, I made a decision that's making me feel like I'm living my life in a positive way. Yeah. yeah. And then there, so like there are, there are also, um, something else I hadn't really thought of too much was mm -hmm. there are mini games in one particular harbor where you're trying to like achieve a goal. And then there's like a, ro yeah. like a dice rolling mini game to see like how you progress. Like you're chasing someone or you're, yeah. You're trying to find your way to the center of a uh, an island to to get um, the treasure there, and you can fail mm -hmm. to do it. And in in, the, in in one particular harbor, there isn't. There's just like a story. You're just telling the story yeah. of it. But I wonder if in this, I could have mini games where if you don't roll well, um, you don't get the tag at the end. Yeah, you I you don't get the tag in the end, or you you screw up one of your existing tags, or yeah, you know. That could be a way you get you get stuck somewhere during the conflict. This is where I think I need to play out some of these scenes and, and like figure out what I want them to look like. Because right now I've yeah. seen titles. I don't know. I don't have what the internal okay. mechanics look like. But if they yeah. do, if a number of them do have some kind of a dice roll, well, then maybe having the players have tags. Yeah. Tells me how many dice they're rolling. Yeah. Yeah. And then it makes sense to then have some scenes that make district tags and some scenes that make player tags yeah because because then like you 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 can start to and part of it is just like you know getting action economy to work yeah which is like so much of so many games that's that, like you know that is interesting having having player tags would be interesting because then it would mean mm -hmm. you're choosing some like some scenes if some scenes generate district tags or yeah. city tags and some generate player tags then you could choose the selfish option of generate a better tag for your character versus yeah. do the thing that benefits the city as a whole yeah and that is a is great really thing to that's like that's get a, some definitely, conflict going and that's definitely a core just part of the genre of like we're in this yeah this ancient city trying to survive definitely we need, we need to work definitely. together but you're a, a treasure hunter and I'm gonna and I'm gonna hunt for treasure. That yeah. is that is how that's gonna be, James. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, and then presumably having those tags interface in some way with something else, you know? Yeah, whether it's used within scenes or whether it's used that's, in defense or whether it's used in some other scenes. That does you know? make it interesting because one of the things that I wanted was that like I wanted that moment where when when you're so you draw the card to determine yeah. what is the conflict you're facing. And yeah. then and then you have to make a choice. Some kind of a choice as a group. Yeah. As to how you're handling it. And that should be kind of complicated. And so I just need to figure out what that is. I need to figure out how to make that an interesting <laughs> choice. That's that's the, I haven't I haven't delved too deeply into what the con like defending the city is going to look like. Because yeah, that will probably be I mean, that'll be there will be 10 or whatever conflicts because it's one like one probably one suit of cards. Yeah. So what do they look like? What are those conflicts like? And yeah, because maybe there's a maybe you're doing a combination of. Hmm. A combination of adding the tags for the districts, the sit or relevant city tags and relevant player tags. But you have to. OK. Put, but you're putting something up if you're saying my character has a relevant skill like they're at yeah. risk. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And it, and then on the other hand, if a city tile gets wrecked with you in it, that's going to affect you in some way. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's something maybe it's something just as simple as if so we, we draw a card, we know what the we know what the um the conflict is. The conflict mm -hmm. has some ability to say which like the conflict would guide you through which uh, city card is being uh, attacked. And yeah. then if 
you're going to include a, a relevant player tag in the role. If you fail, your character like stays there in the damaged part of the city. Like if if you are a character who's there okay. narratively in the da- in the damaged in the city that section of the city that's damaged when it's yeah. damaged, you probably just get out because you left before it was destroyed. But if you're saying okay. my character does something unique that is relevant to the defense of the city, you're staying there till the end. And so maybe that's when your character dies or you're you're so, putting your character on the line. So what if you can what if you can use your character traits if you're in the targeted part of the city? Okay. Yeah. So like you so like when the attack happens, uh we see where everybody is. Because you were saying that that's a thing you really like in Pacific Rim and stuff like that of like, yeah, oh, you're interrupted. You were actively interrupted. Yeah. So like you've got your little guys moving around your city. You've got your little meeples. Uh, And then if you're in a part of the city, so you choose as a group what abilities get used, whether it's based on where meeples are or not. Yeah. And then if you're in that part of the city then you can also use one of your own traits. Mm. And that represents you staying around and being heroic. Yeah, but it puts you at risk. But it puts you at risk. And, and that, if the thing is destroyed, then you're gone or something like that. That does. So then if the way that you move around is by having scenes. So like in, in a couple of these scenes that I've, that I've laid out. Yeah. Then you have like, um, like share my, my favorite secret place with someone. That's a scene mm-hmm. for two people. So there's like, then you yeah. have like the person who's choosing the scene and they choose one other person to be in that scene with them. And then you're those, then those, those two people are, their characters are moving to that specific district versus yeah. like, there are some where it's like uh share a drink, which might be yeah. like the player who is defining it chooses the location and then anyone else who is interested and so move to there can move to there but then you have that question of like do i go share a drink with this person or do i stay on the other side of the city to help defend it yeah and well like and because presumably presumably you don't know yeah you when you don't. go in to go have a drink is going to then end up with an attack happens on the other side of the city yeah and you can't and you it. And you you don't have like maybe you don't have tags that can do it or something like that or or whatever it is mm-hmm. you know if, if an attack happens and you're all you've just gotten done playing a street sport everybody all together yeah <laughs> and then you you know hey we're already in team mode we yeah. handle it well yeah you're all there together that's cool and that puts that puts a little bit of the char- the narrative and mechanical decisions at odds with each other. Because like yeah. you might choose to, for mechanical reasons, keep your character on the other side of the city to defend it, but that means you also didn't spend time having a drink with or having playing a street sport, and so you didn't get closer with those characters. Well, presumably, also all of this, presumably all of the things require at least one second person. Yes, unless oh, yeah. you've got like a stare into the distance and monologue. So there is, there is. Uh, most of the firebrands and firebrands and one particular harbor both have a like a the, the game a, a game they call solitaire but i think okay. i'm going to call settling in which is really designed to be like a you do, everyone does it first sort of silently to themselves and it sort of mm-hmm. sets up like just sort of where you are and so that okay. is just like so there's that one where it initially sets where everyone is but yeah but yeah you're always moving by having scenes you're moving people around yeah and so like that will also mean that that characters will move places together but can end up alone yes for the most part yeah uh like a team splitting disagreement probably moves everybody to different places yeah or moves and, people in factions to different places and as a team opposed splitting to like disagreement probably ha- has you pick a location and then either one or both of the two groups move out of it and go somewhere else at the end. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, you all get together, you know, you've got three players, you all get together to play a street sport, and then two players go and share a secret place. There is a person who was playing a street sport 
that is still alone in yeah, that location. Yeah, absolutely. So you can still end up with people alone in places. Yeah, I like when, that. When attack mode goes into place. Absolutely. Yeah, I like this a lot. I hope, I hope I'm not steamrolling by going. No, like, no, I think I really like on this board. I think I was I was a little <laughs> bit reluctant at first to put the meeples on the board because yeah. I didn't see the benefit of having. Well, because I didn't see the benefit of having character tags or character mechanics. Yeah. But I think I've come around to that as being a thing that's good. And I just need to figure out what that looks like. I need to figure out how. Yeah. Because right now I also don't know how the mini games are generating tags. So I need to like play okay. around with that. Like I, I haven't built out yeah. how many of the mini games net yet as of yet. I've just sort of like placed some like generic titles for what I think are good scenes for the genre. And I think what I need yeah. to do yeah. is build out one of them and figure out how it generates tags for the character or for the the district. Uh, that sounds that totally makes sense to me. And then sort of figure that out because I do like the that idea of because because I think at the end of the day the that like hey that that conversation of your if your character has a tag or if someone else's character has a tag that is specific to the defense of the city and yeah. the city defense the city defense is happening and now we're in it, or if, if your character so like let's make it specific your character has a yeah. has a has a tag that is specific to the defense of our city and we are being attacked i want you to stay there and commit your tag to the, the defense so that we can have a better role but that yeah. means you have to put your character on the line so yeah. you don't want to do that necessarily depending on the character yeah, you've designed and then that's the, and then, that's the argument that i want to have happen yeah yeah and and then you you can start to have like some fine tuning of numbers where you're going like how often do i want a character to actually die yeah versus like do they have you know three traits that all start at a 3d6 and like they lower 1d6 at a time yeah and end of the day unless something terrible happens you're gonna be fine you know yeah yeah because it, it could even be a thing that like if you're in the location that's attacked you get to roll to add to it but you also take some kind of a roll against you right mm-hmm yeah, like, and that that like, could be a, a, a something is because the benefit of this is that all of the attacks on the city are not the same because there's yeah, ten of yeah, them. Yeah, they can be all so they have different, different unique mechanics. Yeah, and and they could also uh like because they're described differently, you would have different stats the traits that you're using in yeah. relationship to it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is good. I think this is this has pushed it over the top into something that I'm. That I think is is better and good. I'm really interested in this. I think this this sounds really fun. <laughs> I need. I still need to figure out how many scenes you're doing before the attack. And I think okay, is it number of players? It could be. I was almost thinking that each mini game might have a like have a, a timer, like a time, like mm. a clock that you're filling a clock okay. and the attack happens. But what if that here's a, here's a thing. What if that clock is just like tags generated oh okay so i could see that if if for example an attack happens every time four tags are generated then if you play a scene that generates no tags it doesn't advance the clock yeah but it gives you some narrative story stuff or or because because maybe you tried to generate a tag but failed maybe you you do the scene that's like go to the 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 secret ancient mechanical computer and figure out how to turn it on and you fail some rolls and so you don't generate the tag so it doesn't advance the threat but then there's maybe could... maybe the street sport like play a play a team street sport maybe that generates a tag for any character involved who wants to generate a tag for their character and could mm. potentially advance create four tags all at once and then you're doing another defense that could totally work um you could also do a thing that you're um that like each scene has you roll you know like Mm -hmm. if we're if we're doing something that you want to be interrupted because it's great for it to be interrupted then after then after they do that scene you roll a d6 and on a two or higher then it's Mm -hmm. x um or that could even advance like you know just advance every scene like scene one the the, um... roll a die and it's six it could be the the um 
uh, Betrayal of the House on the Hill mechanic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That yeah, that's like not a bad idea up. either. And even that that could then clear after each ro- each time you do it. You uh, know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, scene one, you roll and you need a six in order for the bad thing to happen. Yeah. Scene two, you roll a five or a six does it. Okay, I like that. I think that's that is that is the right level of simple versus it adds tension. I think I, I think that's pretty cool because then you can also just like use like a die in the middle of the table. To yeah. Like yeah. Roll to it. Countdown. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Or a lot. even if you wanted, you could have it to like the the length of time that a thing takes. You know, I don't know if that makes sense because I was gonna say like a uh, like playing playing a street sport has takes more time than walking along the promenade, but that that's not necessarily true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is neat. I'm into this. Yeah, it kind of just like it feels weird because it feels like so many. It feels like I'm just taking three pieces of three of other people's games and mushing them together. (laughs) And that's really what I am doing. I really am trying to like kind of do a little bit of rad crawl stuff, a little bit of firebrands and a little bit of sanctuary. But I think that I'm tweaking each of them and making them my own in a unique, in an interesting way. I mean, that's maybe what game design is. Yeah. You know, like if you like look at like Blades in the Dark, it's it's taking a little bit of Vampire the Masquerade, a little bit of PBTA. Yeah. And like, you know, it is it is objectively a new game. Yeah. (laughs) But it is also PBTA plus Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. But this has been a very... And there's nothing wrong with that. No. It just has been an interesting and different um, design process than A Space Between, where I kind of said, I'm going to only build up mechanics as I need them for the game, and I'm not going to really borrow yeah. them from other games. I'm going to try to do my own thing. And that's been very different. <laughs> James, are you saying that on the podcast, Stop, Hack, and Roll... A- yeah show about hacking games turns out hacking is good it's kind of fun to hack a game yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i'm having a lot of fun you're having a lot of fun stopping hacking and rolling yeah. yeah yeah i'm very excited about this i am i have found it easy to to design for this in a way that i have struggled to find a space between easy to design for that's awesome so that's awesome and now i want to play this <laughs> i want to play this too this 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 seems really fun yeah. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna make a little guy. Yeah, and move that guy around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I li- I like the idea of. I I do like the idea of having little meeples or something because then you can place them on the cards, um, and you use the cards to track their tags. Yeah, I think also leaving them. I think leaving the cards there to flip over to represent damaged parts of the city is good. It it would make it so it would when you're on like your last card. Yeah, it would make it or so. Or like your second to last card. It would, it would, you'd be like stressing, yeah, right? Yeah. That you've got people like ex, like hanging out on the outs, on the outskirts because like, hey, we don't want to lose. Oh, do you want to do the thing like Forbidden Island that you flip a card and it's like unusable and then you flip and then like you remove it from play and it's fully mm. lost? Probably not. I think I want to okay. I think I, okay. I think I want to leave them there. OK, you want the shape to stay. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just curious. I mean, originally I did. My original idea was that you would whittle down the cards left. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Now that I'm sort of thinking about leaving them there and having them be in some destroyed section with some usability, I don't know yeah. that I want to totally destroy them. OK, cool. I was just curious because then because uh, then it, it does build different setups yeah. of I don't think there's a right or wrong on this. Um, like if the stuff is falling apart, you end up with everybody in one place. And like, guess what? Uh, you, you, you don't get to share your secret place. Yeah. <laughs> if there's only one card on the board. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody's there. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's inter- that wasn't even something that I was thinking of before, but that is another interesting thing. Like, are there limits if someone is in the place that you're trying to do the thing? Are they in your scene? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. I think it would depend on the scene. 
Yeah. I think it also does it does give you that really interesting, okay, if you have if you want to do the share your secret place scene with somebody that's kind of yeah. a small, intimate romantic scene, but you've chosen that your secret place is in one of the destroyed sections, then like in character, you later have to be like, well, how come when the attack happened, you guys were off in a destroyed yeah. section, which is so on genre for that. that it, that's thing. perfect. It's so yeah, perfect. That's ideal. Yeah. So maybe there are, maybe there are, <laughs> there are some restrictions like the share your secret place has to be in a, there can't be other people in that district. I feel like that's it has cool. to be a little. Sneak I feel like away. that's a cool thing. I mean, those can be restrictions yeah. on the mini games themselves, which is nice. Yeah, I yeah, because it makes sense that some would like. I I don't know that a formal dinner is happening at a destroyed square. Yeah, no, right? Like, definitely. And not. so, like, if if you're at a point that everything is destroyed, yeah, you're not you know, having the formal dinner. You're not having a formal dinner. Sorry, boss. Um, I think I I sort of toyed with it in the middle of, the, of this episode, and I think that I want. I think it is important to not have a mini game that is revitalize this section of the city cool. or awesome. Even eject this section of the city. I thought about, okay. I thought about that. I thought about, um, I thought about a scene that was a mini game that was like, pull an, an injured play character from a destroyed yeah. section of the city as a way of like, re- like your character is down until someone comes yeah. and revives you. And I think that okay. all of those are a little too mechanically fiddly. Okay. In a way that I, cool. I I want people to like, I think that there should be, me- I mean, there should be mechanical benefits and negatives to the scenes, but they are, it yeah. is important to me that they not be just mechanical things. Like it okay. needs to be, um, it has to be a narrative thing there too. Oh, uh, totally. Yeah. That totally makes sense to me. So oh, I think cool. I have I'm a lot psyched. Of, this yeah. sounds a lot of fun. I have a lot you of some work out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, and I need to come up with a better name than a crawling city. <laughs> or a rad crawling city. A rad crawling city. I mean, I was good, I was right about to say, like, a crawling city is a better name than rad crawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, because rad crawl no longer describes <laughs> the things that I am making. Yeah, I don't know. I think it still it does. It is an artifact left over. It's benef- it benefits <laughs> from the fact that rad is a word of its own, and in addition yeah. to just being an acronym. Yeah, that does help. And does help. I think most people would be like, would, would agree that the games that you're designing sound pretty rad. So yeah, here's hoping. Here's hoping. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then once you've got your rad crawl meeples, you can use them in a crawling city mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. like, yes, I am a frog. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I hadn't thought about that either. But it would be like very interesting to, to allow you to play. I mean, there's no reason right now that you couldn't play one of the, the pre-made rad crawl characters <laughs> in this in this game. If if the characters start with traits, then uh, then I can just toss some traits onto the existing Radcrawl characters, yeah. and boom, boom, it's fully compatible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're at the end of the episode. Um, it sounds good. So bye. Yeah. So I will. I'm going to spend some more time working on this. Maybe I'll have an update for our next episode. Um, everyone should go and look up Megan Cross's games because they're phenomenal, and they they've. <laughs> juiced my brain into 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 doing game design in a way that it hasn't in a while that's uh, amazing which is which is Nothing very better fun. than that yeah mm-hmm. so if you have an idea for how to make this game work uh or have a cool concept for a crawling city uh reach out to us you can find us on twitter where together we are at stop back and roll or individually i'm at end the meltdowns and i'm at be leon gambetta you can find all of our episodes in iTunes, Spotify, or at www.stopheckandroll.com. We make this podcast with the support of our Patreon backers, people like Evan Nyquist, Althalus, Larry Asmuth, Osbian, Himra, Michael Bowman, Lieutenant, Rob Abrazado, Spellbound Mage, and Jack Blair. If you would like to help us support this show uh, and future shows, check us out at patreon.com slash stophackandroll. If you can't support us financially, support our community by standing in it when it gets destroyed. Uh, or coming and hanging out with us and being a part of it. Come tell us about the games you're working on at our Discord at tinyurl.com slash shrdiscord or discord.stopbackandroll.com. Should we have, like, an event that happens that, like, a part of our Discord gets attacked? And, like, <laughs> if if you're in that room, if you're in that room, you're, like, helping. This, this, everyone this, declares this Discord is being destroyed. We, 
<laughs> this Discord is crawling towards its doom. Yeah. And like it's like, oh, I'm sorry, you were in the uh you were in the Marvel discussion uh Discord when it went down. Um slash ban if we ever if we ever end the stop hack and roll discord we absolutely need to make a well, hack of this discord has ghosts or something like that <laughs> this, this discord, this is discord has decided to walk into the sea yeah 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 and just slowly ban everybody this this has legs <laughs> this has legs i love this oh no we've ran another game that is how you sunset a discord yeah <laughs> well oh my god ribbit and ribbit <laughs> How do we do this? So as you're walking down the promenade, as your giant spider mech of a city walks slowly down into the sea, ever crawling forward radically, don't forget to stop, hack, and roll.